Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm not Scott Telford. He is currently away for... He's getting married tomorrow, which Woo. is rather nice. But I'm Rich. I'm joined today by Rach. Hi. And Ewan. Hello. And yesterday, I believe it was yesterday, the uh, nominees and categories were announced for the Game Awards 2018. Ta-da! <laughs> standard thing we do every year is we're going to look down all of the uh, categories and look at the nominees and talk about who should win, who will win, and just generally natter about what's going on with the Game Awards. And who we, who we personally want to win. I yes, think that's what we're yeah. all here for. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, so, if, if I had a little finger puppet that was Scott Telford, he'd be going, <laughs> Celeste, for yeah, every I mean, single one, yeah, so, you know, yeah. The fact that Scott isn't here, this is the wor- that, Scott, this is the worst time to get married, sir. Uh, <laughs> Scott goes out to you, Scott, Scott has played, Scott has played literally... Everything, like pretty much everything on this list, he has played. Yeah, he bleeds an eight bit. He does. Yeah, I, I'm intrigued as to what his life is outside of this office. <laughs> like, I genuinely can think he's just constantly plugged into something. It's, it's, it's honestly, it's admirable. Like, I wish I could, I could just sit and play absolutely everything, but that's not the case. So, we're going to start things off with. Uh, we've got a bunch of categories down. Just trying to find a good one well, to start with. I guess the with. big one. What game we of could, the year, right? We could do that. We could end with game of the year. Okay, well. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> this is why Scott hosts these things. Hosting. <laughs> Hosting. Brought to you by Rich Hudson. Brought to you by me. Okay, let's let's kick things off with something relative. Let's go for genres. So, best action game. Mm. So, for best action game this year, we've got Call of Duty Black Ops 4. Dead Cells, Destiny 2 Forsaken, Far Cry 5, and Mega Man 11. Hmm. Okay. Far Cry... I was having this conversation yesterday, and I think it's really funny, because there have been... Obviously, there have been a lot of good games in 2018. <laughs> there have been a lot of good games. No one's denying that. But there have been a select few amazing games, and a few good games, which is why I'm confused that Far Cry 5 was on there until I realised that, oh yes, maybe we've had a really big kind of cluster of awesomeness towards the end of the year. Like, and oh yeah, Far Cry 5 happened. Yeah. I remember actually being kind of excited for Far Cry 5. I've not played any of the Far Cry games, but yes. 5 caught my eye. I think partially because of it, like it's political stuff, but I like mm. the idea of that setting and I like how riled up it got Americans about. Yeah, yeah I didn't um, end up playing it, but the trailer was spectacular. Yes. I've, heard it's, I've heard it's okay. It's it's overall. very okay. It's very okay. Yeah, I Action-wise, I think it, it kind of tries to subvert the Ubisoft open-world formula because they make a big deal of it. Like, you um, you break out, and then it's like, go climb that tower, and then you climb that one tower, and that's the only tower you have to climb in the entire game, which is obviously like right, a, okay. you know, taking the piss out of the earlier Far Cries. But yeah. I think it's safe to say that Black Ops has got this one. Mm. I think, yeah, I, I can agree with that, yeah. to be honest, because, I mean, Black Ops 4 has been... It's been a bit of a roller coaster ride for the game, which we'll get to in, actually, the podcast that's coming out on Friday. Um, spoilers spoilers but um, 
Yeah, I can see what you mean. The, the only other thing I want to I want to acknowledge in this is Destiny Two Forsaken, which is a, which I'm assuming is a, is the DLC pack. Yes, yeah. Destiny Two. Yet apparently that means they can release that as like essentially a new game to mm-hmm. be rewarded. It did change up a lot about the base game, yes. I suppose. Yeah, so, I mean, it's one of those constantly that. gaming. It's one of those constantly like evolving games. I guess yeah. it's, it's the thing with one things that I can't wrap my head around. But you have like a platform now, and then like different developers will build on that. So yeah. I know Destiny has a really strong fandom. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's in contention because yeah. Yeah, but like you said, Black Ops 4, you know, seems like a return yeah, to form like, for the franchise. Yeah, I feel so. like it's got that in the bag. Yeah. So, best action adventure game Assassin's Creed Odyssey, God of War, Marvel Spider Man, Red Dead Redemption 2, and Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Oh, well, it's got, it's got to be God of War, hasn't it? Mm. Action I love Spider-Man. I mean, Spider-Man. I feel, I feel yeah. like it's quite easy to, to like, scratch off Assassin's Creed Odyssey and Shadow the Tomb Raider. Yeah. Not that they're not good games. No, they're, they're not, not good, not good good games good, at yeah. all, but when you're up against things like God of War, Spider-Man, <laughs> and Red Dead, it's, yes. a big, it's quite a hard I, category Oh, God, Red Dead. Bar. Yeah, and, like, not to, like, even just spoil what I think of, like, the game of the... I think th- those three are the standout releases of the Absolutely. year. Absolutely. Um, and in terms of action-adventure, I think... God of War, actually, no, I probably would yeah. agree with you on that because there's a lot of, I loved exploring God of War's world. Like, you go through all the, like, the nine realms and it really loves Norse mythology. Mm. And Red Dead, obviously, you know, Rockstar have a massive kind of recreation of the Old West and Spidey has that stunning recreation in New York. But yeah. I think God of War probably may clinch that one. I think the thing about it is, is when you put those three together, and we'll get to this with Game of the Year as well, but, like, you've got those three. Spider-Man had the biggest reach. Yes. To a bigger audience. God of War was like technical wise, I think like Red I'm Dead and God biased. of War are really high up there, but obviously God of War had a smaller a smaller reach compared to Spider Man, but Red Dead has had that same kind of reach. So it's it's an interesting one to get to, but for that I'm not entirely sure which would take it, but I do agree that God of War might mm. win that one over Red Dead. So yes. I think Red Dead might be set for bigger things, but we'll get to that. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, we'll get to that. <laughs> just to just to breeze through a couple. So best family game. Ah. So Aww. Mario Tennis Aces, Nintendo Labo, Overcooked 2, Starlink Battle for Atlas, and Super Mario Party. It's got to be Labo, surely. Well, Labo is like hugely innovational, I think. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. It's very cool. It's a lot Did of it fun. deliver, though? Did you guys play it? I, I played it briefly. No, yeah, I watched I a lot of videos. Did. I watched uh, John Carpenter do the Halloween scene oh. while playing oh, the, the Labo. Oh, he hated it, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. absolutely hated it. It was so good. But I, feel, I still feel like after my five minutes of playing it that... Mm-hmm. It's a play for a five minutes game. Yeah, so yeah. Again, best family I mean, game. Hats off to Nintendo for incorporating it to various things. Like you can use it yeah. in Mario Kart mm-hmm. as well, which I think is very clever, but it's it's like, oh, we can do this with it, but then when you've done that, you think I still would just play there's with not my much controller. else to do with <laughs> it. With Starlink, so. the Ubisoft, uh, yes. the it's, one that I've heard very controversial the, things um, about. Oh, right. The, nice it was the, the, the ships you build and you stick them on your controller. Yes, it's and how like, the physical like edition a, was a bit... It's like a, it's like a Skylanders kind oh, of thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. So Scott was talking about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, um, if your ship dies, that's it. You have to like pay £25 for another ship. Like essentially, essentially in order like, to go whoa. into in order to go into a mission to, to play and if you die you have to go back to a checkpoint you need a second ship to take on from the checkpoint so but if you only bought the base edition and you got could just one get ship good. you could do if you've only bought the base edition and you have one ship to play with mm-hmm. which you do off the bat then you essentially only get one life and if you fail something you have no checkpoint interesting because Toys to Life I thought was going to be the next big thing like when Disney Infinity it, it was yeah, it, it yeah, really was yeah. right. and I loved um, Lego I, Dimensions Skylanders yes, Disney Infinity all massively popular yeah. This turned up, and when Scott, I mean, Scott was ecstatic about it. <laughs> yes. Especially for the, the Star yeah. Fox one. Yeah. When he, I remember how deflated he was when he came in and he was like, this is how it works, this is what it is. 
Uh, and yeah. it's like, it seems like they've taken this amazing, like you said, Toys to Life thing, and they've they've turned it into this weird monetization thing that feels really predatory, is, and it's just it's a shame. You're probably sizzling that if Lego and Disney can't sustain that format, what they hope can. does Ubisoft, Ubisoft have? And yeah. it's a shame because I I really wanted to check out like um, Lego it was Lego Lego Dimensions, yeah, Lego yes, Dimensions, Lego Dimensions. Is um, and like you can so still good. find all those really cute Disney Infinity figures like yep. on bargain shelves and game and stuff. So it, it's it's actually quite sad, and yeah. if that's it's lasting, you know. Last hurrah, last swing at the older. Uh, I don't know, swing at something. A wallet. Uh, people, yeah, that'll <laughs> what be a about bit winners sad. then? Who do we think's winning it? I think Overcooked. Overcooked two. Yeah, yeah it's for me. Mario Tennis Aces. The demo was all right, but it wasn't that interesting. I didn't. It didn't stick. I was really excited for it, but it just didn't really land. Yeah, me. Overcooked um, is just genius. But yeah, I think right? Overcooked two is probably nab this one. Um, multiplayer game. Mm. So Black Ops Four, Destiny Two. Fortnite, Monster Hunter oh, World, wow. and Sea of Thieves. Oh, as much as I'd love Monster Hunter World to win it, the, what a game, by the way. Yeah. I, it's it's got to be Fortnite, isn't it's it? Gonna, it's most likely going to be Fortnite. It's got to be Fortnite. Because it is just, it, out of those five, it is the biggest. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I'm not so, going to uh, ruin anyone else's gonna, happiness. Most most gonna gonna go to. Yeah. Fair enough, absolutely. Yeah. I can yeah. disagree. Yeah. So, so, totally, I just don't want to, like, I don't want to, yeah. like, you know, I'm, I don't, I'm starting a whole big thing now. But, like, you know, There's it, not really it, much yeah. to say, is there? It's, it's one of the things I just don't understand. It is very good. Yeah. So many people play it. They are constantly, like, you mm-hmm. know, supporting it. So, so uh, just the last sort of relatively small category, I say small, it's not small, but the best esports game, because obviously esports is getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And there is an Esports game category here. So on here we've got Counter Strike Global Offensive, Dota 2, Fortnite, League of Legends, and Overwatch. I'm annoyed that Rainbow Six Siege isn't on there actually. Yeah. Um, yeah when... Because it's 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 really weird because I actually I don't watch that much esports, but I do actually quite like the Rainbow Six Invitational Tournament because there's some really interesting kind of tactics that evolve from that. Yeah. Um, the closest one on there I would say is Overwatch. Oh, but... I was going to say between Dota yeah. and League of Legends. I mean, yeah, just looking at this, there's no Rocket League either. Mm. RLCS is actually fantastic. I've watched quite a lot of RLCS and it's really good fun. Mm. Uh, the Championship Series for Rocket League. But the one thing I want to talk about with the esports one is there's no player unknowns battlegrounds. Well, it's not now, really an esports. Well, so this year was the first time that uh, <laughs> PUBG Corp and Blue Hole. I say Blue Hole, it's PUBG Corp now, went out, went all out, went, right, we're doing a big uh, tournament. So they did uh, the PUBG Global Invitational, PGI, uh, out in Berlin. Myself and Jules and our main man, Heppel, got to go there and see the event and see the uh, first-person tournament, and it was amazing. Mm. It was genuinely brilliant. It breathed so much more life into a game that I don't play so much anymore because it does get boring. (laughs) But the fact that it's been completely ignored here is Mm. interesting. Speaking of uh, Osley, who you've mentioned, who's one of our editors on the gaming channel, hello, Osley, if you're watching or listening. Um, Or editing. Or editing. (laughs) He is um, a big esports guy. He knows his esports stuff. And he was just saying to me before we came in to record this that Fortnite hasn't really got a proper esports scene. Mm. It doesn't have open... And tournaments essentially what their their equivalent of their big esports thing is getting a bunch of streamers in to play some games and that's kind of it i guess because it's very um oh i'm gonna use the word mainstream i guess yeah, yeah. yeah i guess but the fact it's more um, it's more the fact that it's not an open tournament what they do doesn't feel like an actual 
tournament for people. It's more just let's get the popular people in to play rather than the people who are genuinely skilled. Not to say that the people who are popular are bad at the game, <laughs> but just it doesn't feel like a proper esports tournament compared to what we've seen before. So the fact that Fortnite's on here for him is a bit of a contentious one. And I'm, you know, I don't know much about the esports scene overall, but you'll have to let us know in the comments. Yeah, I'll be, if I'll that's, be very if that surprised. That is actually the case with uh, Fortnite. But if I Fortnite feel like, wins over Dota, yeah, I mean, don't, <laughs> or don't, League of Legends, I'll be surprised. Yeah. The international is probably the biggest esports event there is, or even CS:GO. Or CS:GO, CSGO as well. yeah. Uh, but I, I think personally, it's going to go to either Dota Two or it would go to Fortnite. To be honest, there's a big chance it will do purely for popularity wise. It's it's community. What do you, what do you call it? Where it's like it's it's community normal driven. community driven. Yeah, so, yeah. There you so go. it we could go to Fortnite, but I think it should go to Dota Two personally. Cool. I agree. But the question I have for you two, when it comes to Fortnite, do you think Fortnite will still be on these awards? On being nominated for this stuff next year, this time next year, do you think it will still be? There? I think it's got some life in it. Yeah, as much as I like, never play it. I admire it mm, because yeah. when did it first come out? I want to say it was like sixteen. So it was in beta. Uh, it was in beta for ages. It was late twenty. Oh no, late twenty seventeen. I think it was. Was it seventeen? Yeah, because yeah. I remember it being. Feels like late. longer. It was a few months. Yeah. It was a couple of months after, about five six months after PUBG. Mm -hmm. It so feels like longer. It just has so does, much yeah. so much support and like like honestly, I honestly think it's in here for a long haul. Yeah. Okay, so best independent game. Mm hmm. So, Celeste, Dead Cells, Into the Breach, Return of the Obra Dinn, and The Messenger. I'll just embody Scott for a second and again. And say Celeste. Celeste. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I mean, Celeste has uh, done very well this year. It's, it's made some big waves. Speaking it's of big waves, beautiful. it is also nominated for Game of the Year, which is a big deal, especially yeah. when you look at what it's up against. For an indie game as well, but that's Yeah, incredible. for an indie game, it's, yeah. made, it's, it's done very, very well. Dead Cells looks amazing. It's, it's reviewed very, very well. Um, Into the Breach and The Messenger, don't really know what they are, no, if I'm being perfectly honest. Honest with you, uh, Return of the Obra Dinn is an interesting one. Have you heard of this, Ewan? No, I have not. So, have you heard of a game called Papers, Please? Yes, I have. Which is astonishing. Yes. It's incredible. <laughs> so, the guy that made Papers, Please has made this new game called Return of the Obra Dinn. Mm -hmm. And it's basically a murder mystery on a ship. And you can walk around in first I person. I am intrigued. And <laughs> you have a notebook and you fill it in and stuff like that. I've not played it myself. My partner Are you has. Poirot? And she's been, like, she's genuinely been sat there. <laughs> Playing it with a notebook open. But are you Poirot? Though? Like, no, you're not. You're not. <laughs> but are you? Oh. Um, she's been playing it with a notebook open, like she's taking notes while she's doing this. It's a big, proper big murder mystery game, and That's apparently cool. it is astonishing. It's gorgeous as well because it's like everything's rendered in 3D, but it's only in two colors. It's like Game Boy Camera Ooh. 3D. Looks I like really a bit of quite like cool. Art direction. Like when you look at it, you, when you look at it, you think, yeah, this is very sort of. I can see this being an evolution of the art style of Papers, mm -hmm. Please. But that's what's up for best independent game. But I think, yeah, as you said, channeling Scott. Satisfy the spirit of Scott. To, it's say gonna, Celeste. He's not dead, Ewan. Ah, no, he's dead. <laughs> I mean, yeah, dead. Celeste. Yeah. I think Celeste is going to go to. Um, so here we go, best performance. Oh, I like this one. So last year we had some good. <laughs> I know who um, you want to win. Last it. <laughs> year it was a really, really good category, which obviously. Um, Oh, I cannot remember her name for the life of me, but she's the woman who was, who was in... Yes. yes. Oh, so, yeah, well-deserved last yeah. year, um, yeah. The, the video editor mm -hmm. who became uh, a motion capture voice actress for this game and won mm -hmm. awards for it, I think is amazing. Really cool. But this year, it's quite interesting. So we've got Brian Deckard, I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that correctly, as Connor from Detroit Become Human. Oof. We've got Christopher Judge as Kratos in God of War. Uh, good pick. I do apologise for the absolute butchering of this name, but Melissanthi, Melissanthi Mahut as Cassandra in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Um, Roger Clark as Arthur Morgan in oh, Red Dead Redemption 2 and Yuri Lowenthal as Peter Parker slash Spider-Man in Marvel Spider-Man yeah That's I'm yeah I'm a, it's, a, it's much like last year it's a really good section I think both because when I, when I came out and did Spider-Man 
and I did the review. Uh, I think I said in my review that I thought Yuri's performance as Spider Man will go down as like one of the all time great. Incredible. Um, because he, you know, the, the effort they went to to record both takes of him swinging through the city and then when he's like stationary and stuff. Yeah. Um, but particularly as that game draws to a close, he really takes it up a notch. Wow, it's really, yeah. I'm not going to say anything, I'm just saying. Still not finished oh, it, guys. Well, I'm there sorry. You go. <laughs> I, I, I do yes. agree with you. And yeah, yes. There is a point where things really start to ramp up in the mm-hmm. story and he just, he nails it. He, he, there's, a, there's a side to Peter Parker that we don't really see that often and credit full credit to Insomniac for looking to depict him kind of as a young adult I'm sure we can all relate yes. to that in our own way um, being young adults exactly <laughs> um, but the way he embodies that and the whole story is about him reconciling that with his past and like you know trying to be an adult while also having his responsibilities as being Spider-Man it's all really fascinating so not only is he doing a good Spider-Man he's doing a completely new kind of Spider-Man that we haven't really seen outside of the comics. You know, the, this kind of adult... Um, it, it's very it's very I interesting. It. I, I I would personally say Yuri should get this. Yes, um, I agree with you on that Even one. though I think Arthur Morgan um, is one of the best video game protagonists of the century. But so, yes. Is yeah. that based on purely his character or the actual performance that... Uh, what's his name? Oh, that's true, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, Roger Clark. I think Clark's performance is... He's not... I'm not going to say stoic because Morgan, he's a mixture of things and obviously the way in which you play him in Red Dead, you can go down the honourable path or the dishonourable path and that plays into how you'll com- ultimately come to see Arthur Morgan as a character so I'm actually curious to see if that impacts where he'll come in this because everyone has is going to have a varying perspective of this character yeah um, I think he does both sides very well but you are right I would say potentially the the material he had to work with certainly elevated the performance and yeah. even though he has the better voice boy um, <laughs> Peter Parker is uh, yeah, I, yeah I personally Thing that uh, Yuri absolutely deserves. Yeah. I think I think Dad is a good contender Dad of boy. as well. Dad is a very yeah. high, good contender. I thought he yeah. was perfect. He was brilliant. Did they replace? I didn't realize that he didn't voice Kratos in the original trilogy. Did he? Was it's it a new? Is that a new creator? Yeah, I think it was new Dad. I can't remember. I think That's it, interesting. Yeah. But I, I think yeah. I think we'd say. Would you agree about Peter Parker about Yuri? <laughs> or would you? Would you? Would you think? <laughs> yeah, it should I think go I would. I think I would. It, between, for me personally, it's between Spidey and Kratos. Yeah. But I, yeah. I would give it to Spidey. Cool. Well, it's a discussion. So let us know in the comments what you. Well, who you think should get this uh, award. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to monday.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. With the amount of time we spend discussing and analyzing video games on this channel, it's always good to understand exactly how these experiences are put together. And fortunately for me, I can do just that 
with Masterclass. With Masterclass's streaming service, you can learn from the best to become your best, studying and growing with over 200 plus of the world's leading instructors. For me, I've been having a blast using a class on video game design by The Sims creator Will Wright to find out exactly how game mechanics are designed around player psychology as well as learning how important playtesting is to shipping the titles that you and I both love. But it hasn't stopped there, as I've also been brushing up on my practical filmmaking skills directly from my favourite movie director Martin Scorsese, as well as trying to get back in the cooking game with Roy Choi's amazing course on intuitive cooking. Seriously, my kitchen is a mess, but my belly has never been more grateful. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to courses on your phone, computer, smart TV, or even via audio-only modes. Even better, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and 88% of members feel that the service has made a positive impact on their lives. And to put the cherry on top of that cake, right now, What Culture Gaming listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com forward slash gaming. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash gaming. What's that? You want it one more time? Well, that's the URL masterclass.com forward slash gaming. Right, now I'm going to watch Tony Hawk try to teach me how to ollie properly. I'll see you all soon. Best score slash music. So Celeste, God of War, Spider-Man, Nino Kuni 2, Octopath Traveler, or Red Dead 2. Oh. You gotta give some love to Nino Kuni 2. It came out what start of the year it was like April or something. Yes. I almost forgot it came out because I've I've barely played it, but it is gorgeous and the music is mm. very good. So credit there, but it just Will it get a look in? Yeah, that's the interesting thing for me as well, because I was going to initially when I heard this question, I was going to say Red Dead hands down. But there is the delineation there between the um, the the the, comp- the the score that was composed to the game and the soundtrack, because they actually utilize some country music in there. Like you have stuff from like Willie Nelson. Yeah. Um, Josh Homme has a song in there as well. Um, and while the actual, you know, old Western music is very good, it's very Morricone-esque. Um, I, I think God of War with its deep kind of yeah. bassy you know that that you remember fe- like seeing the first advert for that and like that deep kind of it's all about noise. the atmosphere sorry for it? everyone so, at home yeah. um, <laughs> that kind of noise is really really it, it's an iconic score it's synonymous with the game whereas yeah. with Red Dead you could probably take that music and apply it to any old western what about uh, Spider-Man beautiful score as well yeah but it's, it's, it's very it reminds me very much of the Raimi trilogy which I absolutely yeah. love yeah but uh I, uh, yeah, I think the thing about the Spider-Man one is it's just sort of there to a accompany it. A little forgettable, I'm gonna yeah, say. It's like I, I, I love, yeah. I love it when when it starts to kick in when you're swinging around. Yes. But it's the same. It's not again. That's not a criticism of of the. Comp- I think the composition is very nice, but it is very derivative of the superhero genre. It's just very strength. Sorry, elsewhere. Just, yes. Yeah. So would you say that God of War probably nails this one? Yeah. Oh, yes. yes. Best score. Yeah. I'm happy music. with that. Yeah. Best art direction. Mm. Assassin's Creed Odyssey, God of War, Octopath Traveler, Red Dead 2, and Return of the Obra Dinn. Why don't you, why don't you, ask, why don't you take this one, Rich? Well, I mean, <laughs> Assa- I mean again, Odyssey... Beautiful I'm, looking game. Beautiful looking game, absolutely. Uh, God of War, again, also absolutely gorgeous. Red Dead 2, absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. But I think in terms of art direction, because I, bel- I want to say Cuphead won it last year. Did it did win it? it last year. It did yeah, win it last Cuphead, year. Yeah. It's, it's the games that do something different that seems I to really tick these boxes. I know so where you're going with this, and I completely agree. For me, it's going to be between Octopath and Return of the Oberdin, but because Octopath. Return of the Oberdin is a it's a very niche game. Mm-hmm. As I explained, it's like a murder mystery. You, it requires a lot of attention. This mm-hmm. isn't a game you can just sit back and just play. It, you have to really put your head in there. 
And just for the visuals of Octopath Traveler, I've not played it myself, it's but very... it's, it's stunning. Yeah. So it... I feel like Octopath might nab this. I would like it to win, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I totally agree with you guys. I think um, obviously with like Red Dead, it's it's a beautiful looking game. There's no denying. Same yeah. goes for Assassin's Creed Odyssey and and the variety of environments they have on display in those games is nothing short stunning. But in terms of having a singular kind of vision for how you want your game to look, I think you're probably I think, nailed on I with think those the fact two picks. Cuphead won it last year. Yeah. Kind of points this they, uh, this award in that direction. Yeah. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, like I love a hyper realistic looking game. Mm -hmm. Which is brilliant, but for me, what wins it is uh, something a bit, a bit different. Yeah, yeah. So, cool. So yeah, we're probably we're probably going to be uh, Octopath Traveler for best art direction, best narrative. I am H O. <laughs> best narrative: Detroit Become Human, God of War, Life is Strange Two, Marvel Spider Man, or Red Dead Redemption Two. Oh. Easy. Easy. Spider-Man. Yeah. Easy. The narrative is yeah. so good. I really, really bought into the narrative of Spider-Man. <laughs> I um, loved it. Yeah, this is this is a this is a tough one for me. It is another hard one. Red I think Dead. I think I, I think I'm gonna say Red Dead because yeah, yeah. even though again, like kind of going back to that that trio of Spidey, God of War <laughs> and Red Dead, God of War has a fantastic kind of thing statement about the history of it. The way it reappraises that franchise's own history is nothing oh, short of yeah. genius. Mm -hmm. Um and then you have Spidey, which is trying something totally new with the character, and then you have Red Dead, which is almost like an anti-Western, the way it kind of reconciles like the <laughs> old West with like the, the coming of the modern age, and it makes you, again, it kind of makes you reappraise those characters that you yeah. thought about originally, and I was, I'm going to say, based on impact and the way I got invested with all, the, and the way Red Dead tells its story for that matter, because not a lot of it is conveyed through cutscenes. You have to seek the story out for yourself True. by mm -hmm. finding people in your camp, and by the time I was finished with that game, I was absolutely blown away by how much I cared about everyone in that story. Oh, you're right. Um, and I think Rockstar deserve massive praise for that because any other open world game, they could have just been fodder for like just yeah. fetch quests Very and true, side yeah. stuff. So I'm going to say that Red Dead not only revolutionized the way it open world games tell stories, I, th I think it, yeah, definitely the narrative of the year for me. You've won me over, yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, so for like the, for like the meat of a storyline, mm -hmm. you've got Red Dead with all this stuff. But mm -hmm. for me personally, like I, I really, I love the Spider-Man yes. as well. I know. Just, oh, it's, it's not so obviously, hard. it's not, it's not as like weighty as the the Red Dead one. Mm. The Red Dead, I think the Red Dead narrative ticks all the boxes in one way, whereas Spidey ticks them in another. It's a very tightly knit, yes. like not, I don't say thin, but it's a very focused storyline. Mm -hmm. And all how the whole of Spider-Man worked between those three acts and the the development of a particular character mm -hmm. throughout towards the end of the game. It's like this, I was just completely blown away by how a game, not to say that this game wouldn't have that, but just mm -hmm. the fact that there was such an amazing narrative within this kind of game. I, yes. was, I loved it. So maybe it's because like with Red Dead, I'm loving what I've been playing, but I've not finished it. I've, I've, I've barely scratched, like Fair literally enough. barely scratched the surface right now. Yeah. But... Spider-Man again, I think is amazing as well. But I think for this one, similar to um, some other ones as well, it's going to be tough between Red Dead, Spidey, and God of War. Mm. It's going to be an interesting one. I think it's going to make some people happy, make some people sad based on which one wins. But it's mm. going to be a tough decision either way. Mm. The whole show is going to be it's God of War, really, Spider-Man, really Red Dead Redemption. Uh, so, best game direction: A Way Out, Detroit Become Human, <sighs> God of War, Spider-Man, Red Dead Two. Personally, I think it's going to be Red Dead Two. Oh, I was going to potentially say A Way Out. I feel like A Way Out needs some love. It does. But 
Is it better than Red Dead? No, I think direction is like how much effort you put into the entire game as a whole. And I think the amount that Red Dead has to offer, the amount of boxes that Red Dead ticks, it's I think it's true. It's, oh. But again, to a similar degree, what I was going to say with that narrative point, I think A Way Out tells its story in a very unique way. And Absolutely. it was brilliant. And, yeah. you know, say what you will about like couch co op and stuff, but when it came back, that was, I thought that would, that people may have considered that, people in the industry for that matter would probably would have considered that to be a risk because we. We've not really seen couch co-op in a narrative sense yeah, for so so long. Yeah, so because yeah, the fact that there are some games out there that don't have split mm. screen in there for even just for multiplayer, yeah. people get very riled up about. But as you, you're right, you know, bringing it back for something that isn't just bog standard multiplayer could mm-hmm. be a big risk. Yeah, so my personal pick would be a way out, and I think the fact that. Red Dead has been in so many other nominations, potentially, <laughs> get, true, potentially, yeah. you know. Let's share the love. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you know, it, I think A Way Out definitely does deserve some representation at the end of the year. So I'm going to say that one. That's fair enough. Fair so enough. best ongoing game, the penultimate one we're going to talk about today, Destiny 2, Fortnite, No Man's Sky, Overwatch, or Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. Oh, I'm sorry, which, did you? I wonder which one you were going to Did you say anything for. after Fortnite? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's, I'm very happy that Siege has gotten a look in there yeah. because... Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be controversial and say this wasn't the best year for the game. There were certainly some issues with it, I thought. Um, you know, some of the updates weren't particularly as, as you know, meaty as people would have potentially liked them to be. Yeah. But I think um, that game has a really strong platform. And in terms of booking the trend of, you know, when a game gets released, that's considered the p- pinnacle of its popularity. And then Siege has completely flipped that on its, its head because it just amazing. gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. And... Um, Again, I think probably, I know Overwatch is fantastic with this. I love the Overwatch community and I love what Mm. they do with all of that. But Siege, the way it just keeps, it's the little engine that could. I mean, I'm saying that about like a multi-million dollar video game franchise. But it is a title that when you look at it in this ecosystem, it could have arrived and just done nothing. Yes. But it's become such a massive thing. Mm -hmm. Can we repeat the title of the the section though? What is the the award for? Best ongoing game. Ongoing game. Mm. So, I mean, Siege does fit that mm-hmm. yes yes so yeah I'm going to say but so. again I think it could be a case that Fortnite turns up and steals it oh it's definitely going to be Fortnite don't get <sighs> so me wrong they're it winning that, it, it but gotta Overwatch. get those new dances in there <laughs> yeah, not, exactly. that it's, not that it's not deserved like I did no. mention before they've, yeah. been, they've been constantly sort of innovating yes. with Fortnite and it is a massive game mm-hmm. No Man's Sky kind of fell off the radar it Actually, came back and then oh, sort no of No Man's Sky No Man, <laughs> it sort of came back and they, they did a big update and everyone was like Super oh yeah. this is really good yeah. No Man's Sky might be having a, I know that was massive when it came out like obviously for all the wrong reasons yeah, yeah. <laughs> but again don't rule No Man's Sky out that's no it's very say. true but so again uh, and again Destiny 2 like the stuff it's up against yes it's kind of a given. Yeah. It's going to be between, I think, mainly between Fortnite and Siege, mm-hmm. Overwatch potentially, but I think No Man's Sky and Destiny 2 aren't going to get a, a footing anywhere, which yeah. is, you know, kind of a shame for the fans of those games. Mm-hmm. But here we go, the big one, Game of the Year. So nominated this year is Assassin's Creed Odyssey, <gasps> God of War, <laughs> Marvel Spider-Man, No Way, Monster Hunter War, Oof. Monster Hunter what War, else? Monster Hunter World, Red Dead Redemption 2, and Celeste. So you've got all these big games, and mm. then there is Celeste just plonked I'm glad at the Celeste end. is it's in lovely. there. Unfortunately, she's no winning. No, she's um, not going home alone. <laughs> I mean, for, I mean, to be honest, to be put into that into that category that is, a, is an achievement in itself exactly. for an indie game. That is mental. Exactly. Let's face it. I mean, Scott was ecstatic again. <laughs> we keep talking about Scott, but he he adores Celeste. Um, and if Celeste walked away with it up against those things, it would be the biggest twist in video game history, let alone whatever other video game twist I, I mean, could look out at. Um, but 
you know, it would be an incredible achievement for mm-hmm. the for the Celeste. Look at what remains of Edith Finch last year. Yes. I know that wasn't the Video Game Awards, but mm-hmm. I mean, you can be. It, it did walk away with one of them, didn't it? You can be surprised. Was it a Golden Joystick or something? I can't remember Josh Brown's man for Edith Finch. He loves that game. It won a Game it? of the Year award. Yeah. yeah. And it really it did really throw people, yeah. but it shows that this could happen. But again, I think Odyssey, uh, maybe not. Monster Hunter World, it was popular, but I don't. I think again. Similar to what I've said before about there being a big draw for these games, mm. it's not as big. But again, it's for it's me, cult. it's, cult, it's going to yeah. be between God of War, Spider Man, and Red Dead Two. And in reality, from from, from a perspective of got to be Red Dead. Yeah. From the, from the perspective of like the industry looking at it, God of War ticked so many boxes well. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Red Dead and Spider Man had mm-hmm. such a bigger audience to tap into. Like I, God of War looks amazing, and I do want to play it, but mm-hmm. it didn't get me invested before release compared to something like Spider-Man or something like Red Dead. I mean, when Red yeah. Dead, when Spider-Man came out, Sony was straightway saying, okay, this is already completely obliterated God of War. The and yet, is, when though, you look back to when was it, like March or April, mm-hmm. that was huge at the time. Mm-hmm. So The thing is, though, does that not sort of add a point to God of War? Because for me personally, like I was like, oh, great, God of War. I've never played mm-hmm. the other ones. Mm-hmm. But then when it came out, and it sort of had that amount of impact and everyone was talking about it, I was like, wow, okay, this must be good. Because it started off with that sort of smaller, sort of almost cult, and then caused someone like me who's never played the other ones to want to buy it. That's the the exact same position because I was never particularly interested in the OG God of War games. But again, I think the way the industry has it's been a very self-reflective look this year i think on the mm. way you know we've had talk about like you know crunch has been like in the in the headlines oh, a lot yeah. and we're talking a lot about the way we we kind of consume games and yeah. the way what games have to say i think god of war has a very salient point and i'm i'm again i could potentially see that winning for that reason mm-hmm. because the way the, the way it contributes to the gaming industry in a, in a certain way um i think red dead definitely deserves it on yeah. like in terms of what oh. it achieves yes absolutely. Um, this is hard it's very difficult but i definitely i could definitely i would not be um upset if god of war were yeah. to be honest I think it's, anyone wins yeah, yeah exactly yeah. i mean yeah. if it's if it's between those three i think uh if spider-man won it it would be a bit of a shock because mm-hmm. it, it as much as I think all three of them could equally get it, I think Spider-Man out of the three is probably the least likely. It's going to go to Red Dead 2 or God of War. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's going to... We'll have to wait and see, I think. But either way, I think we can narrow down it's going to be one of those three. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's, I'm curious to see what everyone else thinks. Um, yeah, you'll have to let us know about which one you think should be... Uh, <laughs> you. You think is Game of the Year. Could it be Celeste? Do you think Celeste should walk away with, with Game of the Year? I is love it, an underdog. Yeah, it's, it'll, <laughs> be, it. it'll be... An amazing content day for when the Game of the Awards actually are, which I should have written down, but I don't actually have it's written down. It's the sixth of December. I'm sixth of sure. December. Our savior, our hero. Rage. I think so. I mean, I, uh, I'm sure there'll be more podcasts. I've got terrible memories. <laughs> terrible memory. The Game Awards. But thank you very much for watching. If you're on YouTube, thank you very much for listening. If you are on. Wait. Uh, yeah. any kind of podcast <laughs> service. Did you forget we were recording a podcast? Rich? Wait, what? We're being filmed? <laughs> Hello. What's that camera doing? <laughs> but anyway, thank you very much for listening. Thank you for tuning into the What Culture Gaming podcast. I have been your host, not Scott Telford, but Rich Hudson, joined by Rach. Also not Scott Telford. And Ewan. He was always trying to be Scott Telford. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much for listening and or watching. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Cheerio. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.